Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you done yet? We gotta start the show. recording so yeah probably about a half hour or something like that just a just a basic overview of what we're going to do the process and so on so you ready absolutely all right three two one hey everyone's fans that's right it's mark allred host of the black and gold hockey podcast but as you heard in the in the intro it might be a little confusing but i'm going to straighten that out for you we're doing two shows a week from now on. We are going to do the, the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, the original program, and then we're going to do the Black and Gold po- Prospects Podcast. I got that a little tongue-tied. And um, so what we're going to do is we're going to give an update of all the Boston Bruins prospects weekly. And joining me uh, this year is my friend and uh, colleague at the blackandgoldhockey.com, Tim Richardson. Tim, thank you so much for this opportunity to work with you for the upcoming season, talking uh, American Hockey League Bruins all the way down to the prospects around the world, bud. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about prospects and kind of give people a little glimpse of what the future may look like for the Boston team. Absolutely, absolutely, and glad to have you. You are a, a, a workhorse at theblackandgoldhockey.com. I love your, your previews of the, uh, the, uh, the weekend action that the American Hockey League Providence Bruins um, do, and, and we're going to try to get somebody in. Uh, if anybody out there is interested, please get in touch with me, but uh, to do some post stuff, too, um, about what happened over the weekend. So we have a pre and post uh, write-up and also this podcast. I think we're going to cover – the Boston Bruins prospects pretty well. So again, thank you for your time. So what I wanted to do was I just wanted to get like a little primer going here uh, just to give the, the listeners an idea of what's going on. So I don't want to split two podcasts up and, and create more money that I got to pay out of my pocket and so on. Um, so we're not made a, a ton of money here. So 
The po podcast is going to be available on the same feed, RSS feed, as you get your Black and Gold Hockey podcast with me, Heather, and crew. So this is just a separate podcast on the same feed. So no worries. You don't have to go searching or anything like that. For, to find this show, it's automatically going to be there if you already subscribe to the Black and Gold Hockey podcast. If you don't, I highly suggest you do. And then if you do, you get this show with me and Tim. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and a lot of people have been asking for it. Uh, they, I, I tried a couple times in the past with a couple hosts and it just didn't work out. And uh, a lot of people reached out and said, where did it go? Is it coming back? So I just thought it'd be appropriate time to bust out episode one with my friend Tim. So um, let's get rocking and rolling. Um, the Boston Bruins uh, released a bunch of players uh, recently. I'm not going to go over a ton of them, uh, but the roster looks like as of now it was released yesterday to the ahl.com um several i mean not there's more than several but there's a ton of players i'm just going to go through the players themselves uh trent frederick zach sedition anders bjork pavel shen jakob lauko brendan gauntz robert lantosi ryan fitzgerald peter Solarik, jack sidnika cameron hughes brendan woods Paul Carey, recently named captain today. Uh, Oscar Steen, uh, Yuna Kompanen, defenseman Alex Petrovic, Yerho Vakanainen, Chris Breen, Jeremy Lausen, Axel Anderson, Cooper Zek, Wiley Sherman, Jakos Borrell, and Josiah Didier. Uh, and goaltenders, um, Dan Vladar, Max Legacy, and Kyle Kieser. Um, hearing the goaltending, they will not go with three per Mark Diver at Mark, at Mark Diver on Twitter. Um, the three headed goaltending duo will not happen. So, uh, or, or at least for the first weekend, one of the, one of the, uh, players, Bladar or Kieser will go down to Atlanta. So, um, when you're looking at that roster, Tim, um, any thoughts on, on who got brought down and maybe a little early? Um, I, I think my first thought with the uh, roster as a whole is I feel like it's a pretty loaded roster, not just in terms of numbers of players, but uh, there's a lot of the Bruins uh, top prospects in the system are already in Providence, which is something that I feel like uh, is rare for some teams, just because you have a lot of guys who are top prospects in other organizations that are in other leagues. Um, so I think this is going to be a good chance for uh, Providence to kind of make some noise this year. I know last year they uh, got knocked out uh, by the eventual champion, uh, the Charlotte Checkers in the first round. And I think this is really their shot to, uh, make, to make, a, make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, the offense should be outstanding. I mean, the guys that kind of I would be looking for are Lauko, uh, Bjork, um, Studnika, and Oscar Steen. And I think I don't personally I don't think Steen ends up staying the whole season. But while he's down there, he'll be someone to watch. Um, I think this team's going to be fun. I think they're going to be fast, and I think they're going to score a lot of goals. Yeah, this is certainly the speed factor is definitely going to be that. Tim, you hit that right on the nose. Um, but there's a lot of great. Um, pieces down there that are really and in the in the lines haven't even been constructed yet i know jay leach right now uh 
uh, working with uh, general manager John Ferguson uh, and assistant coach Ryan uh, Mongrel, Mongan, I can't say that name, and, uh, and Trent Whitfield. So those guys are all working together to find some really good combinations of what works together in chemistry right now. Uh, their camp is still going on, but um, I'm hearing from some, some folks that uh, some players have already been released uh, down to uh, Atlanta, notably uh, Samuel Asseline. Uh He was uh, last year's Quebec Major Junior Hockey League goal leading scorer, leading goal scorer, not points, just the goals. Uh, with 48, I believe. And I had a lot of uh, high hopes for him to stay in the AHL uh, and work on this team. And uh, he, he, does, uh, he does have a, a ton of speed. It can, um, he can really add to the offense uh, that, that Jay Leach is, uh, is trying to construct. But uh, maybe there were some things that, that weren't uh, fully seen there. And maybe, maybe this is a good start for him to get into a, a little bit of a rougher league uh, to, to um, you know, sharpen some of his um, offensive skills against a, a, mixed, a mixed bag of players and then hopefully get a, gets a chance in, uh, in the American Hockey League with Providence uh, with uh, injuries or call-ups. Yeah, I think he, um, I think for him starting out in the ECHL probably isn't such a bad thing uh, just because, uh, yes, uh, the Q is a great league and has a lot of talented players, but a lot of times if it's a player who hasn't been drafted and they are making their first step into professional hockey, it can be daunting. And this may be the best way to kind of ease him into it a bit and see if he can get some, uh, get his legs under him. And who knows what the future may hold if he's able to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the East Coast Hockey League when it comes to goaltending because uh, I, I thought Dan Bladar um, got really a, a, a really good hold of what professional hockey is like. And he saw a lot of pucks in that first year that he, uh, that he was down in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind people going to – players going to Atlanta, getting, getting some of that little bit of experience – and then uh, use it to rise up to the uh, to the top of the ultimate goal of creating um, um, some space on the uh, National Hockey League roster. Um, just a little like another overview of what we're going to cover. Uh, we we want we're definitely going to cover. We both have uh, bought the AHL package, and um, and what, I'll figure to figure out which screen I'm working on here, and. Uh, I know the uh, AHL TV is running a free promotion this week. There's no free ads on here, but we do have to mention to the loyal Bruins fans and Providence Bruins fans out there that this weekend is free on the AHL TV. So I would definitely go check that out. But we both have prescription subscriptions. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're ready to, uh, to watch every game of the AHL season, not only, but the, the NHL as well. We're, we're just really diehard junkies that just – love Boston Bruins at any level. So we are going to cover the American Hockey League, Providence Bruins. We're going to talk about the East Coast Hockey League, but we're also going to jump into the NCAA, the USHL, and players in Europe. Um, when you talk about the NCAA, we, we uh, I forgot to, your boy, geez, I forgot to put him on the list. That's bad. Oh, yeah. That's bad. But any, but the NCAA players, we're going to, we're going to cover uh, Jack Beecher, Becker, Jack Becker and John Beecher, both are playing at Michigan. Beecher was a 2019 pick, and he'll be a freshman. We're going to cover Cam Clark at Ferris State, Curtis Hall at Yale, Dustin McFall, his first year at Clarkson University, 
Quinn Olson at the University of Minnesota Duluth and Jeremy Swayman at the University of Maine. That's your boy because uh, you're a Maine, you're a Mainer, aren't you? I am. I, I've, I was born here. I grew up here. The only time that I was outside of Maine was my four years of college were spent in New Hampshire. So I wasn't, even then I wasn't too far away. Um, and with Nesson having the new deal with Hockey East, uh, Maine's going to have like 10 to 15 games on Nesson uh, this year or on Nesson platforms like Nesson Plus. So I'm really excited to get uh, more of a look because uh, for whatever reason, if you're not like really close to Orono, those games aren't really shown across the state very much. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good that they're widening um, the coverage so people like us can uh, definitely pay attention and, and especially to the Bruins prospects out there. Um, we're also like I'm also going to hit on the USHL, which is a uh, it's a tier one developmental league before college, almost like a preparatory kind of league. Uh, Jake Smaltz is uh, going to play for the uh, Green Bay Gamblers if he's not already playing there. Um, and then we might even touch into some Europe Europe stuff if I can uh, get some websites down that speak English and so on. Um, there's uh, Linus Anderson who's playing for Firestad BK. Victor Berglund plays in Modo, the SHL. Uh, Roman Bychkov, uh, local Yaroslav, uh, Emilio Hansen, uh, HV71, and Matthias uh, Manti Kivi. Uh, he plays for SciPy in uh, Finland. So uh, we will try to cover as much as we can. I hopefully I didn't miss any prospects out there. Um, uh, the only one that sticks out is I believe uh, Forrest Backer Carlson will be playing over in Sweden. As yes, well. yes, I totally forgot about him. He's playing one year over there as. Um, um, how do I say this and not be, I believe he was going home to be closer to his father, who I think is his father is not doing well health wise. So I think that, um, he wanted to play, play over there and just be closer for anything that's going to happen, but, uh, still Bruins prop property, whether he stays or goes, who knows, but, um, we'll definitely keep an eye on him. And thank you for, um, saying that because I totally forgot. Uh, I'll write that down. It's an easy note, JFK. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so when we were talking about the Providence Bruins, we did. Uh, I I did talk about all the players that are on the uh, on the roster that was submitted to the league, and it has to be done. We're recording this on uh, Thursday, October third. You know, subsequently, the Boston Bruins start their game tonight. So we kind of wanted to get this out there and have a couple of days to swell as uh, a given idea of uh, the listeners and Bruins fans what we're doing. But one thing as I'm taking notes, uh, Tim, I noticed something really, really strange on both sides of the puck, uh, the offense and the defense. And when you're looking at these players, I, I, I just I, I took a list of centers and I couldn't believe how many players on this current Boston, I mean, Providence Bruins club can actually play up the middle, but also a versatile on playing on the wing. And um, the centers who don't obviously play other roles are, are uh, Frederick, Stanika, and Shen. And then you get to like a whole list of, of players that could play the left wing and the right wing. So Lauko plays the center and he plays wing. Hughes is a center. Uh, Paul Carey can play center and a left wing. Steen's a center. 
Copanin can play center left wing. Woods plays left wing center. Gaunt plays center left wing. Fitzgerald plays center left wing. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it seems like I don't know if this is an organizational shift. Um, it just seems like that the Bruins uh, in recent years have been looking for guys who are just versatile, just guys who can play hockey. And I feel like if you're if you're good and you can play the puck, they're going to find a spot for you. Um, and it kind of seems what they're like, what they're doing is just guys who can play anywhere. Just, and I mean, that can be really, um, that can be really good for a team, especially with injuries and things like that. You want guys who can play kind of everywhere. And um, it, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to see. It's kind of nice to see because you almost, you almost have to worry less a little bit about the injuries because you know you have guys who can step right in plug and plays absolutely absolutely but here's my thing that got me all a little bit confused is like the wingers that don't play center is zach senishin is a full right wing anders Bjork plays the left and the right side robert lintosi plays the right side and solaric plays the left and the right side that's it so out of all those centers that i said that play center and left wing I feel that that right wing position is still in a serious need to address. It. I would agree. I think, and I think the major, the major person to look at would be Oscar Steen. Hopefully that, I think that you kind of hope that he's able to kind of develop really quickly on, on the right side there and maybe kind of shore up the right side a little bit. Um, even if it's not in uh, Boston right away, in Providence at least, uh, because you're right, the the right side is kind of lacking. Um, it seems like. And here's here's another thing that's lacking: right shot defenseman. The, and here we go. Let's let's read them off. Petrovic, right shot. Vakaninen, left shot. Breen, left shot. Lauzon, left shot. Anderson, right shot. Zek, Cooper, Zek, left shot. Wiley Sherman, left shot. Zborrow, left shot. Didier, right shot. So, got a, got a, a lack of right shot defensemen, which is uh, obvious, obvious uh, a problem that's going to be um, needed to be addressed as well uh, via draft or um, late season NCAA pickups for the next year. But, um, it, I mean, it remains to be seen how Jay Leach is going to organize this whole thing and who plays their, their best on, on what side. Um, but uh, I still see, no matter what we're talking about here, I'm just, I'm just what I'm doing is I'm just listing things off that just are very strange. It's like there's so many players that can play the, left, the center and the left side, but there's, a, there's a, a drought on the right. And the same thing with the, uh, the right shot on the, def- on the defense. It just it remains to be seen what's going to happen. Obviously, the, the games start on Saturday, October 5th this week, and Sunday at 5 p.m. So uh, the Saturday game is against Lehigh Valley and the Sunday uh, 5 o'clock game against Hershey, uh, both on the road. So, um, yeah. So what do you think about the defense? I there's a lot of guys on the defense that I am excited about. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what guys play on their offhand. Um, and to see how they play on their offense. Generally, you kind of try to shy away from that. But, I mean, with, ha- with only having three right shot defensemen right now, you're really going to have 
no other choice but to play someone on their offhand. Um, I think I really liked Vakanainen a lot. I think he could end up being kind of the best of the group that they have. Um, one guy I'm really excited about is uh, Cooper Zek. Um, I think that I would really like to see him not only um, see how he does defensively, but I'd like to see him on the power play, see how he is quarterback in that power play, because I know he's kind of an offensive minded guy. Uh, last year at Ferris State, he, as a freshman, he led the team in scoring. Uh, he was the first freshman, I think, since the 80s to lead the team in scoring at Ferris State. So I would like to see how he develops, see um, how he can come along on the power play. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, Zborl and Lauzon um, kind of do. The guys that have kind of been in the system for a few years now, um, it's, it's almost kind of that make or break time for them, you might say, uh, some people, just because um, you don't know if they're, it's not, they may not be closer, close enough to Boston um, in terms of their play. And it's kind of getting, it's kind of getting iffy with them. Um, I think you would probably give Lausanne a little bit more leash just because he wasn't a first round pick. Uh, so you have to kind of give those guys a little bit more leeway when they're developing. Um, but yeah, it, the defense could be interesting. This team was really good. Um, defensively last year and they were really good on the penalty kill last year. I think they had an 85% kill rate, which was yeah. excellent. Um, it was top three or four in, in the Eastern conference. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up that with the special teams. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned Zborl. Um, there's a lot of people that, uh, that I follow um, uh, that are close in the trenches, uh, Matt Kalman and, Matt Castle and a lot of those guys that 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 are um, uh, credentialed uh, media members for the Boston Bruins, um, they they say that they've seen very good things that are coming out of Saboro this year. He's playing a very heady game, uh, a little more physical, a little more jumping his step when it comes to the offensive production. Uh, but that's just preseason and 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 pre, uh, training, NHL training camp uh, workouts. But um, when you when you get hype like that, it, it means good things that he's going to go down to Providence and probably really stand out. This is the last year on his ELC, so um, remains to be seen what they're going to do with him, uh, whether it be a trade chip or or um, assign a two year deal to keep him in the mix in the system. Because I I I'm still a proponent of not being pissed off at first round picks that don't work out. If you make it to the NHL, then that was your that then that's what it, it was paved in gold for you to 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 make it there. But if you don't, you still serve a purpose in the organization somewhere. And if it's down in Providence, the uh, the NHL Boston Bruins will not be a team without the sustainability of an organization like the Providence Bruins. So I, I expect good things from him and Lauzon and uh, and uh, and others. So. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think a lot of times, especially as fans, um, you can't, when you have a guy who's hyped up coming out of the draft, you want to see him up with a big club right away. It's always what's the latest and greatest, the new shiny per toy to see yep. your team play with, you know? So sometimes we kind of have to take a step back and realize these guys are humans. Everyone does develop at their own pace. So um, we got to kind of, we kind of need to stop trying to rush people, I guess, to the to the show rather than just like let them take their time, let them 
work through stuff. So I do see that. Absolutely. Uh, sticking with the defensive core. Um, and there's a lot of uh, defensemen that are there with uh, the, the Providence Bruins in camp right now with their first games coming up this weekend. Uh, where do you see Axel Anderson fitting in here? Do you see seeing him being an odd man out, developing a little bit more, uh, especially first uh, year in, in North America could possibly go to the Markton Wildcats or the Q? I, I could see that, and I think it might be the best option for him at this point just because, um, like you said, there's so many defensemen here, and you have some guys like Alex Petrovich who who are um, veterans of the league who they're probably going to try to want to get in and play. So he, with a guy who's playing his first year of North American hockey, you want him to get as much ice time as possible. That's the goal. See how he develops and stuff like that. So I think maybe getting him um, in Moncton, he would probably, he'd be probably a top four guy in Moncton um, and get a lot of ice time. So I think that may be the best option for him. Yeah, I've heard a ton of things uh, from my, my friends. I, I wish I remembered the host names, but they, uh, it's the Markton Wildcast, and they do a fantastic podcast about the Markton Wildcats uh, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And, um, uh, and if Axel Anderson goes there, please follow these guys because they're going to be talking about Axel uh, quite often. And they mentioned that too. You were right uh, spot on with what they said, that he could be a top pairing or at least a top four pairing and, and, and get some major, major developmental minutes that he's going to benefit from moving forward and even be um, a, a key uh, blue liner for next year's Providence Bruins and in their quest to, um, uh, you know, feed the pipeline of the, of the NHL Bruins and also hopefully sooner or later win a call the cup. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, I, think he's, I think he's one of those guys that's definitely going to be part of the future, not only in Providence, but in Boston eventually. Um, I think he's coming, over, um, he's coming over from Sweden, and he played professionally in Sweden as a young kid. I mean, he's only 19 still. So there's still so much room to grow. And um, you don't even know if this is going to be how his, the size that he's going to even be playing at. He could grow into his body more, could develop more size. Um, there's still a lot that could happen. So you're right. I think Moncton may, was probably the best option for him. And that's not a knock on him at all. And I hope he doesn't take it as that. It's just that um, at this point in his career, that's the best option to kind of pave the way to where he can be producing um, in the HL and eventually the NHL. Jumping back to the forwards, um, no chance Lauko goes back to Ruin Naranda, huh? Oh no, no, no chance at all. He's he's been outstanding. Um, especially he played really well for Providence in their preseason. Played really well for Boston in the preseason. I don't I don't think there's any chance that he goes back at all. And um, he he looks great. I mean, I'll, there's a lot of forwards on this club that look really good right now, and he's one of them. He's gonna I he's gonna be one of the top guys to look for in Providence and he, he could, uh, he could have a huge year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope he stays in Providence because I, I have a hard time saying Ruin Naranda Huskies. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's just, that doesn't roll off my tongue like everybody else's. It's just, it's very tongue tie-ish, but, um, anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much a breakdown of what we're going to do. We just kind of give you an update of what's going on so far in the American Hockey League. And then we'll, 
We'll filter down a little bit more uh, with the East Coast Hockey League when their camp gets going and so on, see if there are any prospects, Bruins prospects, to actually go down there to report on. But uh, like I said earlier in the show, um, in, in the episode one, this is our primer to the season. Um, we're going to be doing these shows on either Monday or Tuesday. We're going to leave that window open. I talked to Tim uh, a while ago, and we came down to – we. The Providence Bruins and the American Hockey League primarily operate on a weekend schedule. So I think a Monday recording and release is a good time to, you know, find out what happened over the weekend, provided us and our research and, you know, us to try to give you the best um, opinions from what we saw and uh, what, we, what we can gather from information. And, um, you know, I think Monday's a good, good catch up. And there's a lot of games that are on Wednesdays this year, which is different. The uh, Providence Bruins or the American Hockey League, I think, wants to venture out a little bit more on weeknights. And this might be a, a little R&D test for the league to see if there's interest in uh, families coming out during the weeknights and seeing some games. Um, but also, it does break up the three straight weekends that we, I've known you've been uh, uh, working hard on covering. So when you have to do an update for all three in, in, in uh, a three-game weekend, it's a, it's a, it's tough. So breaking up those could be a little easier for us to get the uh, the information out. But regardless uh, of two or three games, we're still going to do it no matter what. Absolutely, and I think also um, the travel schedule in the AHL can be pretty brutal. So it breaks up those three cities in three days type thing. Um, yeah. For them, um, so that should that should help out with that. Uh, and and I mean in the NHL, you're not playing on week on just weekends in the NHL. So it kind of gets players in the mindset of uh, play, get being ready to play at any time uh, early. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, you can fo- follow this uh, podcast at, um, at BNG Prospect Pod. We set up, I set up a, a, a whole new account for that. So we'll, we'll be tweeting a lot of prospect stuff through there. Um, you can follow Tim at Tim A. Richardson. I got it right, right? Yeah, you did. Nice, nice. And he's a great follow and so on. He covers the team very closely. And like I said, we're both going to have the AHL package. So we're going to get the eye test. Even though we can't physically be there, we can still watch the action and go what goes on and watch replays and so on. We do have a YouTube channel, which we're going to be using as of today. We're going to be moving this video over there and every week. But also what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be spending some time uh, after every game and doing um, uh, game day uh, recaps on video. So just the, just the Bruins goal scores, that's it. I'm not going to do a ton of action, just, uh, just what people need to see. Uh, so that'll be up on the Black and Gold Hockey YouTube channel. Go check that out. Please subscribe. We would appreciate that over there as well. Um, and now that I'm here, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> we might as well do this ad read. <laughs> supposed to do this at the beginning of the show, but I got carried away with all this prospect talk because I'm, you know, it is like Christmas to us. We are diehard Bruins fans. So, and this is our Christmas uh, morning uh, per se, but um the, uh, the Boston Bruins training camp and preseason schedule is over, and the puck drop for the 2019-20 regular season is tonight. Uh, so placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting than with the great folks at betonline.ag. Uh, did you know placing a hockey bet is not limited to the 31 teams in the NHL? 
At betonline.ag, you can place bets on teams in 11 leagues in Europe. And guess what? Because you're a loyal listener to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and CLNS Media Content, we're giving you a 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. This added bonus is only for your first ever deposit, and the best part is the bonus is added to your balance within seconds. Again, support our Black and Gold Hockey podcast by going to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. Please remember a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Do not sit on the sidelines during your favorite sports season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right. So that's done. Great people at betonline.ag. If I'm not mistaken, I got to go look at the website, but I thought I did see that you can bet on the American Hockey League, which is, gets me all giddy because um, I'm all about the uh, placing a wager on here and there, you know, try to see if I can win some money. And the folks at betonline.ag do a fantastic job. So excited about that. Actually, very excited about how they wanted to come in and do our podcast. This is the the Black and Gold uh, Prospects podcast. So we got two sponsors for two different programs. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, thanks, thanks to them. And um, I've checked them out a little bit. And um, I'm, a, I'm relatively new to the betting game, but they make, they make it pretty easy for you. Yeah. I mean, they have like uh, tutorial pages that you can go and learn on what to do, what, what you know, you know if, you're not, if you're not familiar with betting, it's very... Uh, a good uh, instructional kind of thing. That's what I meant to say at, at the beginning, but um, I love them. I, I won some, I lost some, you know, but it is what it is. Nothing crazy. I'm going to bet the farm on. So, but anyway, uh, that's pretty much it. Like I said, um, I'm Mark Allred, the host and my, for, for my new uh, co-host, Tim Richardson, uh, we're, we're excited to do this uh, second program a week and, and uh, we're going to kick this off on Monday next week with uh, with some updates of two games and uh, and a couple more prospects that are uh, playing pretty well around the world. So, Tim, thanks again for for joining me and agreeing to do this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this little primer was a a little rough kickoff, but it was it was good. It's good to talk to you. It's good to finally uh, put a face to the uh, to the the text. You know what I mean? Absolutely, it was a lot of fun. Thank you again for having me. I think this is going to be a great podcast uh, going forward. Absolutely. And I want to uh, shout out to uh, your, your uh, podcast that you work with uh, Jeff and BA. Uh, that's the barely on topic podcast. Those guys do a great job, really fun podcast. I highly suggest you go to uh, Apple podcasts and, and find um, actually what other platforms are you guys on? So we're on, um, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. Now we're on iTunes, uh, Google play. So pretty much wherever you find your favorite podcast, you'll be able to find us just searching barely on topic. Awesome. Awesome. And I can't wait for, uh, to listen to that program tomorrow morning as uh, my, um, my listening menu, my workday listening menu is continued. I'm so happy it's hockey season, but uh, better yet, I'm just happy that we're just sitting here talking prospects and adding another program to the, to the Black and Gold Productions family. So for Tim, I'm Mark Allred, and uh, we will talk on Monday, bringing you up to date on uh, hopefully two big wins from the Providence Bruins in the 2019-20 campaign. So until Monday, stay safe, guys.
See ya. Thanks again for listening to and supporting the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.